When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to Volume 6 of Comedy Album Book Club. This is the monthly show where we listen to an influential comedy album and then talk about it. If you're listening to the podcast, you should first do as we have just done and check out the album 2,000 Years with Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks. This is their first album produced in 1960, consisting of a series of interviews, essentially, with various characters. It's the first recording of the 2,000-year-old man routine. That's a bit that Reiner and Brooks uh, started improvising at uh, parties in the 1950s, and the character has appeared on all of their albums, uh, most recently in 1997, and even spawned an animated special in 1975. Uh, Mel Brooks, of course, is known for the, being the co-creator of the classic TV series Get Smart. And as a writer-director of some of the most successful comedies in the 70s and 80s, like Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, and Spaceballs, he's been in show business for almost 70 years. Uh, Carl Reiner started a year before Brooks in 1948. <laughs> He wrote and performed in such TV Golden Age classics as Caesar's Hour and Your Show of Shows. And he's also the creator, writer, producer of The Dick Van Dyke Show, which he also starred in. And he co-wrote uh, several movies with Steve Martin, including The Jerk. And he's had numerous acting careers spanning seven decades in show business. So that was... 2,000 Years with Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks, and it was chosen by my first guest, my featured guest. Please welcome Dan Hirschfield. Dan is a writer, performer. Uh, he's done a, a one-man show called Sloneliness. Can we also say the other thing that you do, your day job? Oh, uh, sure, I guess so. <laughs> and he writes for the Naked, Naked News, <laughs> which is really what Please this whole podcast is about. <laughs> yes, we're now going to derail this and talk about nothing yeah, yeah. but the Naked News for nothing. Okay, so Dan, uh, tell us about either Sloneliness or the Naked News. I'll let you, uh, I'll let you decide. Or something else you're working no, on. What else am I working on? Uh, yeah, so I'm just a writer generally. I guess Sloneliness I can tell you about. Uh, so that was my one-person show, because uh, I think it sort of ties in, because uh, in my mind, it was a show basically about social anxiety because uh, it's about when I met. Uh, so I was working a cruise ship, uh, and you I, don't. Uh, we, we can't do the whole can't show. Do the whole thing. Yeah, yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'll start from the beginning. Uh, <laughs> met Chris Murphy. Got very intimidated uh, because I'm Jewish and neurotic. <laughs> All right, that's very <laughs> succinct. I'm good. Right yeah. on. Okay, we'll come back to you in a second, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my second guest, please uh, welcome a comedian, executive producer of the She Dot Festival, Martha O'Neill. How are you, Martha? I'm great. How are you? Great. Thanks welcome for back. back. This is your second time. Second on the appearance. Podcast. This might be a thing. I think you're the only person besides me who's been on more than once. So, I feel very uh, special, even so though I didn't get the number one seat. Whatevs. Not this time. <laughs> but it's you're for the gunning. chosen people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think she might be gunning for the host of this show. So I better wash my back. Uh, watch my back. My back is very clean. Uh, what? Tell us a bit about the She Dot Festival. 
Uh, it's we kind of the subtitle is Toronto's Festival of Funny Women, and uh, we uh, do an all women comedy festival, uh, a stand up improv sketch. We've had storytelling in the past. Um, we're actually entering our fifth year, and we've decided this will be our last year. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're going to keep doing shows. We do shows throughout the year. We do album records. We might take it on the road. And it's just promoting uh, female comics and, and comedy in general. Sounds rad to me. Yeah. How rad is that? Cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, my third and final guest, well, for this show, we're going to keep doing this. <laughs> this is my uh, final his... time here. My first and final time here. <laughs> Already. Uh, he's a writer, performer, uh, half of the comedy duo Read Along with Browning, one That's of right. my favorite names in comedy. I love that. Because <laughs> uh, the other guy is Matt Reed, who yeah. is here tonight. Here Hi, tonight. Matt. I, uh, <laughs> but it's not about you. It's about Sean. How are hey, you, Sean? Yeah, Welcome, good. Sean Browning, please. Thank folks. you. Thank you. So, Sean, yeah. uh, you've been doing this read-along with Browning thing on and off for how long? Um, I think 1999 was her first. That's all. Oh, so 1999. So. 1999. <laughs> no, 99 uh, year. 99 years. 2000. No, we, we, uh, 1999, yeah. And so almost uh, 20 years. Yeah. 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 Wow. We, and, we, uh, how many, how long are the gaps sort of in between? Uh, the gaps were, were long. <laughs> <laughs> but but we did little we we do little like uh, appearances here and there throughout. Cool. Matt was the uh, the musical director of Second City, uh, right? For, like, which a took decade. up a lot of his time. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I had three children, which sure. took up a lot of my time. Right. Um, my kids are in school, and uh, he's on to uh, bigger and better things. And we uh, are getting back together to uh, do more shows. Exciting. Yeah. When's your next one? Do you know? Uh, February twenty. 20- I'm looking at Matt here now, going twenty <laughs> right. eight. We have the musical comedy festival. Well, they have ten days to guess. Yeah, the twenties are. Only, yeah, there's only ten twenties. Yeah, doing a, mu- a musical. Comedy oh no, even festival, less. Yeah. How many days in February this year? Uh, four or five. I don't know. Yeah, the, it's only, yeah. Leap year goes to the twenty fourth, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Okay, cool. Uh, all right. So uh, this album, Dan, uh, we'll start with you. Why did you uh, choose this? You hadn't heard it before. I, I hadn't believe. heard it before, yeah. uh, but just <laughs> it felt like something I should have heard. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like my birthright, for lack of a better term. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just love. I mean, I love them both uh, individually, and it always struck me like the two thousand year old man, like. It's. I mean, it's very iconic as a bit, but it's just. Mm. It's just such a perfect premise. Just yes. a, like you know, just yeah, that you can for for riffing. Like my background was as a performer was mostly as an improviser, and it's just sort of this perfect little setup that you can just run with forever. And I think I mean, you got into the story a little, but yeah, they used to just. It was something they did at parties. It was something like right. a backroom thing that just became you know. Someone, I think it was. I'm trying to remember the story. I think it was Steve Allen who like persuaded them to actually. Oh yeah. Record it. And yeah, it just became this phenomenon. So it's for me, it's the two. Well, it's I guess the three things. One, it's an improv. Uh, mm-hmm. Two, it is that idea of yeah, bringing like you know what the comedians actually find funny amongst themselves and bringing it to an audience. And three, it's extremely, extremely Jewish. <laughs> which I think, which I've been riding on for a long time, because when you can sound like this and you know not sound like you're being racist when you do it, people will think you're funny and it's wonderful. I'm uh, so glad you're doing that, yeah, not me. Thank you for exactly that because I can. <laughs> yes, you can. That's yeah. that's another so, part of your birthright. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, and that was. Uh, I mean, I mean, it was sort of the forefront of comedy. Was a lot of 
Jewish writers and comedians at that time, like part of the first television comedy shows, like like Sid Caesar, like mm-hmm. is sort of a breeding ground for a lot of comedians. And yeah, there was a there was sort of a I don't know if a Jewish comic sensibility is a is a genre, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean I think so. Yeah, you like you have your show of shows, like the mm. Marx Brothers, like you have right. a lot of that, like you know that came out of the you know like the Yiddish theater and like yeah mm. and vaudeville and yeah they sort of you know. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't want to say the Jews run Hollywood now or that they necessarily <laughs> did entirely that, but they kind of did. Like that was sort of the sensibility. It was really the. What know. do you find that's identifiable in that particular type of comedy? Um, like there's the, sort of the tropes of like, you know, the the guilt and the, and the, <laughs> the overbearing mother and yeah, things like that. Guilt, but what, what else is there? I mean, I think that's. <laughs> That's sort of the big things. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. the thing, it's funny because I think it also applies, I mean, it applies to Jews. I think it also applies to Canadians, <laughs> strangely, which is why we do so well in comedy because we're sort of that, like, we pass, you know, like we can, we exist, yeah. you know, we look so much like as Canadians, we're so much like Americans, as Jews, we're so much like everybody else, but we right. know that we're <laughs> a little yeah. different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have that little observer from inside uh, right. status. Like, I noticed that in some of these, um, like in some of the bits, like the astronaut and like in a coffee house where he's sort of talking about how like, like Mel Brooks is carrying, how ugly he finds himself. Like he essentially finds himself like a right. monkey and he's like that where he's the stand in like, or that they're like, you know, they hire these handsome wasp actors to play the astronauts. But really it's, yeah. you know, these hideous Jews. I think there is. <laughs> hideous Jews. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, whatever, not... <laughs> To belabor the point. But yeah, I mean, I think there is something where like Jews who find themselves drawn to comedy have that like anxiety, but we sort of learn to. Very self-deprecating. Yeah, we make fun of ourselves and we. Well, the outsider thing too, a little bit like Canadians were kind of feel like the outsiders in North America or at least uh, Canada, United States. Uh, Religious groups, I think, find themselves outsiders if you've mm-hmm. you know i mean i'm catholic and we are not funny but uh <laughs> so not funny but, but we both have guilt we <laughs> do oh i can relate to the jewish guilt um but i think it's that outsider view that that makes comedy and that's why there's so many great canadians and maybe great uh jewish comedians and that um uh, but also wanting to have attention mm. you know after years of don't ignore me <laughs> i'm an atheist and we're all hilarious <laughs> 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 says you says you <laughs> oh but we're judging Dan and I are judging yeah, yeah. <laughs> well no actually I'm an atheist too yeah I'm which not, is also I'm, the funny I don't thing go to church well, yeah, which yeah, is also I the mean, funny thing with Judaism where like I'm a Jew without doing anything right. that would make me Jewish except that yeah, I happen to have been yes. born that way yeah. well yeah, but I, also I, I you probably partake in a lot of the communal traditions right like it, I, Judaism you, started as a sort of a community thing not just about religion right or this sort of tied together? Uh, I mean, I think it definitely started as a, I mean, it, it was a religion, but then, yeah. you know, also as, you know, as people get, <laughs> as we got chased around Europe, it also became clear that there was a bit of a racial component to it. Or, yeah, you know, right. it's a cultural, yeah. It's a cultural tra- based on well. right. tradition. And definitely and more now. Yeah. And I do, like, <laughs> it's funny. I mean, another reason I think maybe Jews become comedians, I mean, there is the rite of the bar and bat mitzvah, mm-hmm. which, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess other religions have some equivalent, but I mean, basically, you're, you deliver like maybe. a sermon when you're like 13. You stand in front of right. an audience and you like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you have to do a you, you right. have to do a, a solo performance, performance at yeah. a pretty formative age. Now, if you if you had a child as an atheist, <laughs> would it be expected from your family that that child would have to do that? Would you? Uh, well, it would depend on my wife in that sense. Or Fair. sorry, not to be. 
whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, the wives call Nuclear all the shots. Family. I got it. Oh, no, I just meant that. I, you know, oh, right. I don't necessarily need to be married to have a child. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it would depend. I mean, Jew, Judaism is a matrilineal religion. So if my if the mother was not Jewish, then technically the child wouldn't necessarily be considered Jewish. Depends what branch of Judaism. So, you belong. Okay, so let's say <laughs> the wife. Let's say let's say you married a, a woman wife. Just to keep it <laughs> a simple. Woman, right. Okay. okay. Uh, sorry, so I know it's gender yeah. normative, but just to, or just not married, just knocked okay. up, whatever. Yeah, knocked yeah. Up. Yeah. Uh, uh, and up and the the mother is <laughs> is Jewish like you, but also an atheist. Yes. Would uh, we be expected? Yeah. Would there to? be pressure from? Parents or uh, your friends? Uh, I think they'd. W- <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Uh, yes. Let's and what discuss would you, my religion. What would you be comfortable? Uh, with? It's funny because I haven't even gotten to the <laughs> so much to the bar or bat mitzvah where I sometimes think I'd have the dilemma is circumcision. Yes, right. Because <laughs> maybe that's another reason Jews are funny. We're trying to get something back that was taken <laughs> from us at such a tender age. But it's, uh, yeah, that's, and again, there would be that expectation. And it is a funny, yeah, where you have that, you know. That well, comedy culture, comes from tragedy, but, too. Yeah, right? It's yeah. true, early pain. <laughs> and that's also done in front of an audience, which is also, because I guess a lot of people are circumcised, but there you're yeah. having it done in front of, you know. Yeah. And do people generally laugh? Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Glad it's some not laugh, me. Some faint. Everybody's eating. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, it's a weird <laughs> marriage of things going on. Okay, that's probably enough of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's uh, it's actually interesting because if you like the, in the very first sketch, he in in the two thousand year old man, mm-hmm. there are some digs at religion. Uh, oh, sure, that yeah. are, are you know that oh, are yeah. there, which shows that as even with Mel Brooks, who 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 really got into the uh, that that Jewish character of the with the speaking <laughs> well, of the, pretty much yeah, every character yeah, he yeah, did yeah. was that yeah. But he even was like uh, he was there for the beginning of religion, like <laughs> yes, and, yeah. and talking about the Star of David being the, the, how they made it, to, <laughs> yes. bashing so people together and the, yeah. and the cross. And, and it would have been on board with the cross if it uh, if yeah. he thought it was up up to something. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And I talked about it like it was such a business. Yeah, like, 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 it's like, like oh, it's right. such yeah. an elegant. religion is a business. But it turns out it's a really well. And what's great about that too is that it's it's so timeless uh, because you're, you're talking about something that's so old, <laughs> but these ideas never get old. The idea of sort of capitalism and, uh, you know, making a buck off anything you can. And uh, Well, it wasn't until about halfway through the album that I actually questioned what year it was. I mean, I knew it wasn't mm. recent, but right. I wasn't until actually he started, uh, what bit I actually wrote it down. You mentioned Nixon. Oh, he was talking about, yeah, Nixon and, and then uh, talking about uh, pretend, when he was the German plantation, uh, the, uh, and right. he was talking about, he was a Nazi, yeah. and I was like, yeah. I wonder how many, what year this was, like how many years after World War II right. this was yeah. uh, recorded. Yeah. Because it's interesting um, how, how, much in the conversation uh, World War II was, especially Nazis. Sure. Uh, you know, 25 years later. Yeah. Well, it was, a, uh, no, I think it was 15. Okay, 15, you're right. So, you're uh, math, math. And not, yeah, like, I mean, I was thinking about the same thing, mm. and I mean, not to bring the room down, but it occurred to me, so I was trying to put it in a context, and it's like, yeah, that's about the same time between now and 9-11. Yeah. And they're making, like, full-on full on jokes. Nazi jokes. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. well and, th- and that was a, a basis of a lot of Mel Brooks' work. I oh, mean, if you look sure. at the producers, for the, sure. the producers, oh, yeah. uh, there's springtime for Hitler. Even yeah. in um, <laughs> yes, and uh, Blazing Saddles, there's the whole like uh, Nazi dancers. <laughs> right. uh, there's, I mean, this is a big part of his work. Uh, to be or not to be, mm-hmm. you know, um, this it was a constantly a theme, which just yeah. shows that he was uh, like he was very. Well read when it came to history, and sure. very well versed in. in, in also bold. Studying. I mean, there's the yeah. whole concept yes. of too soon. I don't know if I'd do a 9/11 joke yeah. uh, on stage no. right now. I mean, the Hot Shots movies did a lot of stuff with. Uh, uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, Saddam Hussein and the the Gulf War stuff. Oh, right. But that wasn't 
on North American soil, and right. I think people are a little bit more yeah. sensitive about that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've heard. I mean, maybe once or twice. I've heard a 9-11 joke, and it's yeah. usually met with, ooh, you yeah. know? And what, that was 2001, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. seven, yeah, about, yeah. almost yeah. it'll be 17 years ago this yeah. September. Uh, yeah. And interesting, the astronaut piece is before Americans were in space, too. Yeah, that was so yeah. I liked, I liked how he was going to be great. flung higher than billboards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a great line. Yeah, fly over the buildings. <laughs> I love that idea, too. Yeah, that we've never really been much higher than that. That's great. I, I have to say that that was probably my favorite sketch in the whole. Oh, I, is that right? The I just love, I love the fact that Brooks plays it so enthusiastic <laughs> and positive. Even right. when he's like saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna die," you know, he's just like, yeah. "Oh, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna." Oh, but it's great, it's great. Like it's just like this eager, like I'm so happy that this is gonna happen. I loved, I loved his specificity too. Like he really, like early on, I was like, "Wow!" Like uh, which one was it? Um, he talked about in the first one. He was talking about um, the the nectarines. Holy God, that was oh. so funny. <laughs> that was that was brilliant. But like really specific. Um, what else? Uh, oh, he picked his date, his birthday. He said, I'll be 2000 in October 16th. <laughs> yeah, like, that's very, such a great... Yeah. Uh, he named the guy Bernie, the guy <laughs> yeah. who, who discovered Bernie. Like, I love yeah. that who, who specificity. Who discovered the first female. And I think oh, we all... Bernie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how um, that's a gift. And... Um, and then he calls it back the nectarines. He must. He said, "I'd rather it was yeah. a rot, rotten yeah. nectarine than a, a ripe yeah. plum." Like and then he, riffs, run for he just riffs on nectarine for <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And it's it's yeah. great how he does that. And I was thinking about yeah. that because I love the the fact that uh, they used to like this came from something they did at parties. And it yeah. made me go, I wish I was alive at that time oh, coming up with stuff at parties. Because we do that all the time when we're, sure. you know, and, but you could get a career out of it back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now we just get thrown out of the place. Did any of you guys um, you know? see the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I mentioned it to you earlier, Sean. Oh, Marvelous. Do you guys wow. watch no, that? I've, I've, I've heard, heard it's great. Wonderful it's yeah. wonderful. But there's it's an a, Amazon series? That Amazon, right? yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, but here, they do that. She actually, she kind of meets up with a guy at some point in the series. And they do that. They kind of entertain at parties, but they intend to do it. Like it's a planned thing. Cool. And it was a fascinating thing that I didn't even know existed. You yeah. get invited to parties just to do that. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, parties we are different some, now. We got a guy who does magic around, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. And they weren't paid. They were just given food and, and yeah. yeah. Now we just all sit on a couch and get drunk. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not quite the same. No, yeah. it's not. <laughs> Parties are kind of lame in comparison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't make money off a party. Let's yeah. do that again. Let's let's make parties where or we get a career in. Well, that's more or less what we're doing. Now. Oh, unless no magic so, yeah. though. No magic. I hate magic. Oh, but that is. But you really got that sort of throughout it. You got, in fact, every sketch. You sort of got that. You got okay. You have got the setup of Carl Reiner is the the interviewer, and even though yeah. like he's doing the sort of Gentile character of like being very <laughs> uptight and whatnot, uh, and it sounds like he's trying to stump Brooks. With his oh, doesn't it? Yeah. Don't you get that? Yeah. Like it's like, yeah, there's definitely yeah. uh, an improv sort of oh, very spirit so. to this. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, they do crack up a yeah. couple of times, yeah. and and clearly they're riffing a few times. Well, there's like, that one joke too that kind of in this day and age kind of gets a little people going. <gasps> but the way that Mel Brooks carries it through made me go that that actually was a real thing when he actually says lesbian instead of thespian. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, I think but he then he's like, but the <laughs> line that he says after is like, I'm not going to forget that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, he actually made that mistake. That yeah. was like, that was a real, he really caught that. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite joke is that part where he says, I, it was because it surprised me so much. It didn't feel like an obvious sort of setup and, and knockdown was the, 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 the most popular mode of transportation was fear. 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 Uh, <laughs> Yeah. That's a fantastic joke for yeah, it is. For the, yeah. <laughs> or so just many, going on yeah. with like that 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 he sets up this beautiful story or this not a 
beautiful story, but he sets up the story of like how you carve the wood and you do this with the wood and you get and you think it's going someplace and this is and you just throw it a tree. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why? That's for entertainment. There's nothing else. Entertainment. I got the impression that that was his mental process. Like I think he thought he was going somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like where am I going with this? No, yeah, I'm not going anywhere with it. Yeah. He, he could have chosen to invent the wheel or right. something yeah. like that. And, and the fact that there's no payoff was probably the best payoff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually yeah. made a note of that there were a lot of stories that kind of ended with no punch, no no mm-hmm. bow on it, which is unusual way of, of like comedy wouldn't that wouldn't fly now. Yeah. A few oh, of them there weren't. Was, there was a lot of I noticed like too just because it's like so anathema to what we do now in improv, but there were a lot where he just like bailed. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, Goodbye. Like, what did you? What did each in Hebrew sound like, or what kind of stuff did you say? It's like, hi there. R- riffed in English for a while there, and then he's like, no, no, Hebrew, and it's like, and he's like, oh, yeah, I guess no, no. I forgot it. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. But so he's awesome. like, but it's so charming, and yeah. it's like that you're just like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. But I also didn't mind that uh, they didn't all end on like a punch or an ending because. Uh, it's almost it's more of a st- storytelling type of comedy, and then all the jokes are along the way, right? And then these days you hear a lot more people who are you're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and hoping that joke works in that one sentence at the end, and then sometimes it doesn't. But uh, this style is so cool. Well, I think flying all it's the, the time. charm, right? I think I don't know. What you yeah, said. they're so charming and they clearly like each other a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and Carl Reiner. Oh my! I think I think he. <laughs> we don't give him enough credit for just the gifts he gave. Uh, Mel Brooks and that like oh, he yeah. was handing him give, what I wrote one down sure. um, about the flies the painting made of flies like what a gift what a yeah, gift like I yeah. used to improv and he's like are those flies and he's like yeah then, and then it went off it was like what a gift yeah, all mean, he does is set them up that yeah. did seem like a but yeah it was nice riffing back yeah. and, forth. and these two guys uh, like if you don't know these two guys were like best friends Still yeah. are, and yeah. they still are. Well, I yeah, mean, one yeah. is ninety-five, and one is ninety-one. One, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mel Brooks is ninety-one. Uh, Reiner is ninety-five, and they're still best friends and still work. Yeah, they still like see each other like every day. Apparently, yeah. yeah. I think it's there's a, a, so the beautiful. That's in cars like, getting coffee. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great yeah. episode where Jerry goes to. I guess it's Mel's house, and they've got their TV uh, tables. <laughs> out I think it was Carl's, just, but yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, so to have that sort of connection. Yeah, you know, when you go back there, it's like okay, you, you go. If you just listen to it on the surface, you go, okay, Mel Brooks is the the funny one, and and Carl Reiner's a straight man. But if you, like, there really is an act. Like yeah. it really is the two yeah. of them coming together, and Reiner really. Yeah. Really takes the bullet for it because he, he doesn't does. get yeah. the credit as being and and has so much reverence for it. like right. clearly like because you know yeah like I mean every now and then he gets like the uh, you're as good looking as nine out of fifteen people yeah. like we're that's like, such yeah, a like, weird turn of phrase you're assuming ten and then it becomes fifteen yeah. you know, like, it's just, like, it's just like glides right over it's like just this brilliant comedy throwaway line but like so you know that he can be knocking it out of the park and we also know that from his from his bio but sure no, he's just happy like I mean he said yeah he thinks Mel Brooks is the funniest person he knows and he just yeah. like, in these bits yeah yeah. There was, a, there was another one like that that just reminded me of that I, I, I wrote down was, was was 16 out of 19 people revol- revolve around the sun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's just yeah. revving it. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, actually, well, no, yeah, he's, he's talking three... himself out of it. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the Earth doesn't actually go around. The, well, actually, it does go around the sun. That was another the mistake moon, I think you made. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the moon goes around too because yeah. everything goes around the sun. 16 out of 19 people don't go around yeah. the sun. I, I noticed there were a lot of math problems. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. when Because uh, he's a 2,000-year-old man, and he said he's been married. <laughs> hundreds of times. Oh, yeah. and don't bother doing the math. 42,000 children. children like, so 21 a year? Yeah, like, <laughs> that's... And why is he birth, so prolific? Yeah. And none old. of them call him, which is like the yeah. classic oh, well, joke. That was the yeah. classic joke. Yeah. Right oh, yeah, yeah. That was very... Oh, well, so much of that. But back then, it probably wasn't the classic joke. joke. Yeah. You know? yeah, he may have invented it. I think like 70% of that bit is just him being an old Jewish man. Every now and then, he's like, oh, right, we're supposed to be talking about historical things. And then he leaps it up a little bit more going, okay, I'm going to take the old Jewish man 
but make him way older. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he can be even more ridiculous. Yeah, 42,000 kids who aren't calling instead of yeah. two. And let's yeah. have him riff about nectarines for like... <laughs> yeah. Well, I also love the part rotten. about Joan of Arc. Like, that, that seemed to be sort of a classic, we like, Jewish together. uncle. He's like, went together. Went together. Yeah. <laughs> you go save France and I'll wash up. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, Such a passive partner. I have a question, though. I I have a note. Uh, During the last bit, the psychiatrist, and you guys all laughed hard, and I didn't hear it. He's talking about the DCR, like he wasn't a doctor. What was was that? He was a docker. A docker. Oh, a docker. (laughs) He's like, okay, docker, docker held initially. He just kept now referring to him as docker, which is not a thing. It doesn't mean anything, but I I don't know. It's so silly. I just missed it. Well, I downloaded this off of iTunes, and what happened was I I was playing it on my headphones today, and I actually, right right at the beginning of that, I looked (laughs) at Look where the mother said, "Okay, get ready for it because you're gonna jump," and it's and it, then it didn't happen. And I, I know I'm really like, stupid. "Okay, Sean," but <laughs> yeah. it's because in your headphones when you when you when you get it off of iTunes, that yeah. scream that the patient the has when they leave out. the building oh, yeah. oh, right. is really loud. And I right. jumped out of the seat. I was like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "Be ready, be ready." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Go get ready. Everybody, put your beers down." Before. Okay, because this is gonna be horrible. I'm so glad you didn't do that. I, mean, so I did. I did. Then, then it was like. Like, well, okay, they just remastered now. Okay. I, yeah, I, I, uh, I listened to uh, the, the version on Spotify actually has skips on it. It sounds like someone just recorded it off of an old LP. <laughs> right. And uh, I listened to it at headphones at home. And I enjoyed it so much more listening to it with a group. Like, it's great to hear the laughter. Yeah. And yeah, to hear a remastered version is much more fun, too. And yeah, I was ready to come out here and say, I didn't love this. But uh, <laughs> hearing it the second time, with the quality makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, yeah he, listening to it with other people is fun. It's like mm-hmm. going to a comedy show and hearing the, all the laughter around yeah. you it makes it a lot more fun. Well, you know, and it, it was it, like, uh, like Martha was saying about uh, about it not knowing what time frame it comes from. Mm. Uh, like, yeah, there were some a lot of hints, but at the same time, like that, uh, what was it, uh, Fabiola? Fabiola, yeah, Fabiola. yeah, the, yeah that, must that didn't been, land very well. But it could, but it was short. But it could, but I was listening to that, going, this, this sounds like every celebrity interview I've seen in the last. Yeah, year. right. Yeah. I love being so self-important that you don't have time to look up. I don't know how, how old, old you are. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty to thirty. Yeah. Like I don't need to know this. Well, it's I was g- thinking <laughs> of. Uh, I was thinking. I watched this interview with a uh, uh, Will Smith's son. Uh, Jaden, yeah, okay, oh, yeah. and that's in that one. I was listening totally to this. Fabiola. I was going, "Oh my god, this is that's, that's who." Yeah, Jaden Smith doesn't know how old. Wow, nineteen sixties. They, 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 doesn't he say something in that like something about mirrors? How mirrors aren't real or something like that? Oh. Or your eyes aren't real? Or oh, it's like he's stoned just, all the time. Yeah, yeah he says yeah. the weirdest yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but a l- yeah. but most of this record I found very accessible. A lot of this stuff is still. You know, this is what is it? Almost sixty years ago, and uh, they don't date it too much. Mm-hmm. You know, even though the astronaut thing is about the, the the first set of astronauts, they don't linger on what it's like to be the first. It's just this poor schlub who is in yeah. this situation, and they do that time and time again. And, and you know, they mentioned Dick Nixon and things like that. Uh, and like yeah. you said, uh, Martha, the. The Peruvian one, I think, maybe suffers a little bit because it's not quite as timely. Well, I don't know if it uh, suffers. I mean, it's my least you, favorite one. I think. Really? Yeah. Fabiola was my least oh, favorite. Oh, if second, please. Uh, <laughs> well, I like the Nazi one, but I was it just made me curious about when when this was uh, recorded uh, yeah. more than anything. Um, but then again, I'm of a certain age. Uh, maybe yeah. a 20 year old wouldn't really understand it. I don't know. Well, well don't also, know, Mel right? Brooks uh, even sounds Jewish as a German. I know. Man. It's yeah. So it's it took oh, me yeah. a little bit to get that one. Honestly, in, in a coffee. House was was my favorite for that because like all the characters it was fun to track like the progression because he would start with the character and then by the and end just they evolve into Mel Brooks. Yeah, yeah. 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 
it's like yeah. some happened right away. Some yeah. took a little while, but yeah. they all got there. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's not really known for his <laughs> character <laughs> voice. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because you know I, I actually um, my sister is a school teacher and she she in high school and she teaches uh, history and there's a whole huge section on uh, the Holocaust where mm. they actually take them to museums and stuff like that. Wow! And they really spend a lot of time on it. So I don't think it's as, as untimely as you'd think. Right. Like I was listening to it going. Like um, the content is is uh, you know World War Two for sure, but if you they like all the kids today know about that stuff like it is right. taught in school. Right. But on top of that, if you actually broke it down and 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 transcribed that that scene, it's if listening to Mel Brooks, it's genius. The stuff he's he's spouting out at a, at such a quick pace right. with that German accent. He's the stuff's coming out of his mouth. It's like, oh my god. Like he knows his stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's right. really. Oh, yeah, we, we we sacked Poland in this amount of. Yeah, time it was just like wow, we, we and took he just France like and, and going off on the, when he starts yelling and ah, oh, it was like that's, yeah. wow, that's crazy. Well, if I, guess, I remember his bio correctly. I mean, he fought in World War Two. Like yeah. he was like yeah, yeah that's. And yeah, yeah, they were, like, yeah. They were both yeah. soldiers. I'm sure yeah. well, I mean, at the time were pretty well versed. One of his but, movies yeah, that sort of doesn't get to a, a lot of attention is uh, is To Be or Not to Be, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that movie, but it's 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 about it's with him and Anne Bancroft, and it's about uh, World War Two and in Germany at the time, and it, it's quite a, a, a it's quite an interesting movie. I don't know it. It's not as funny as, as, say, Blazing Saddles (laughs) (laughs) or Young Frankenstein, but it is a real piece. You can see that's where his heart was. Mm -hmm. Young Frankenstein is honestly one of my favorite movies of all time. I showed my daughter Blazing Saddles. Yeah. She's twelve. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This took a lot of, but they're taking all that stuff in school. I'm like, okay, keep in mind, <laughs> you're I a bad to, parent, me, Sean. Okay, how many times do I have to explain to you that you don't? <laughs> and she, she she figured it out, but I was like, but she still thought it was really funny. I mean, because it's just a, a yeah. ridiculous yeah. movie. Yeah. Did you know? I mean, that's. I mean, among the funny thing, did you? I love when the. <laughs> anyway, just getting back yeah. to the Mel Brooks when the yeah. native is like. Uh, Doing his long speech and it's all in Yiddish. Yes. <laughs> well, that's just what it is. I mean, yeah. it's it's the movie does have a, uh, its place, right. uh, and I love watching that. That to me, Mel Brooks playing playing the uh, the mayor in that movie, <laughs> governor. Yes, governor. The governor. governor. Yes. With this <laughs> this one scene that always gets me, where he goes work 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 work. <laughs> I boy, he looks at the woman's breast and he's like, "What do you think, boy?" And it's just like, but just his eyes are crossed. It's work work work, and now it's I laugh every time, and yeah. it's just because it's just. You see an actor really enjoying what they're doing and <laughs> hamming it up, and the yeah. and the you know everyone on the camp behind the cameras are laughing their asses off, going like this is Mel's being an idiot. Like we we did this a few other times and it was. Bark, 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 He's bark. got a special kind of genius. Like he, yeah. he reminds me of like somebody's crazy uncle. Like yeah. not everything he says is brilliant, but the commitment and the character behind it. Makes you enjoy it because he's enjoying it. Right. You know, another another uh, actor wouldn't sell the same lines the same way. It's because it's he's a, he's it's, a perfect marriage commitment. of writing yeah. it. But he's a pretty smart guy. Like he he yeah. he, sure, yeah. he, yeah. he. I mean, as you say, he gave up a few times on this album. Like he just gave. Like I don't even. <laughs> I don't even. But uh, his as, and Sean said his references were 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 good and. But the two of them, it's just um, I think Kyle Reiner came across smarter in a way. Sure. Like, um, but but th- I was always impressed. Like when he the the artist in the coffee house thing that he's talking about his dinner, but he remembered to say I laid it on a on a frame because we're visualizing yeah, it, and, yeah. and they're very good at anticipating what will be the problem, and right. that impressed me throughout the whole thing. That's an amazing thing about to me albums in the '60s. We talked about this with Bob Newhart and with Nichols and May how. 
it doesn't sound like they're going out of their way to be expositionary or expository, expository <laughs> for uh, for the ear, but it was definitely written with that in mind. And it, it's amazing to me that skill of just sounding so natural, like two people talking as if they were on television or right in front of you, but you have all the information you need all through your ears. It, now, do you think this was written or improvised? I think uh, there's a definitely a framework. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if they ever had anything written down. I, I feel like these guys just did this a million times together That's before what I got they from went to too. the album. I think this is like one of the first, what, what I enjoyed about it as an improviser is this felt like the history of improv. Like they, this was like mm. back before improv was, was really even a thing. Right. And these guys it took real used, guts yeah. to do and something the, like yeah, that. Like just, they go up and do this and, and, and just like, well, Reiner would just completely trust that Brooks was going to uh, yeah. answer the questions he yeah. came yeah. And, 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 and the like natural yeah, I was trying to, I right. almost felt like he was trying to stump him again. Yeah. Like, yeah with our yeah. improv backgrounds, like that's, yeah. But the like naturalism, the yeah, the, the naturalism of, of Mel Brooks, of just like, oh, you know, whatever, okay. They never uh, rejected each other's offers. I was listening because no. I'm a former improviser. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't. <laughs> no, they, they never no. denied any any offer. It was it was pretty sweet. No, and, yeah. and sometimes they were, they were you could see, hear them enjoying it. Like they would laugh at yeah, the ridiculous thing, but they still just... You know, they they left that laugh behind, and and as they move forward, you move forward too. It doesn't matter that they broke because they soldiered on. Yeah, mm. twenty two men fell down and hurt their knees. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great song. I love that song. That's gonna be stuck in my head forever. Twenty two men fell down and hurt their knees. I cannot believe how well that bit works. Uh, do that over. And it's so and- simple, and it's so like clean, and like there's nothing. It just it just was fun. Yeah. yeah. And there's no actual note no. being played. And he says, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I stick mostly to A. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so great because yeah, like anticipating exactly what the audience is thinking. Yeah. Like, saying yeah. And I I love the argument too. He's like, Well, that was a lot like the first one you did. He's like, Well, no, it's 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 German men now. I mean yeah. the knee's the same. You got me there. <laughs> okay, that part. Uh, All right, guys, we're going to take a short break so everyone can grab a drink if they need, go to the washroom, and we'll uh, get anybody from the audience to write down questions if they have, and then we'll come back and answer those questions as best we can. Okay, cool, cool. Sounds good. Thank you. Comedy Album Book Club is recorded live on the first Thursday of every month at the Social Capital Theatre in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Join us, won't you? We listen to the album at 9.30 p.m., and then we record the panel discussion for the podcast. Tickets are pay what you can, with some proceeds going to Covenant House, Canada's largest agency for at-risk, homeless, and trafficked youth. For more details, please visit us at ComedyAlbumBookClub.com. I'm Jason DeLine. Thanks for listening. Yes, that's fine. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks for your support. There's a can on the bar and there's a can by the door. Any can will do. We will check all the cans. We're not picky. We will take your money in any receptacle available. <laughs> I just fished a fiver out of the urinal. <laughs> I will take it. I will take that. That's nice. Give a nice pea-soaked fiver to the homeless kids. Uh... <laughs> I washed it. We, will. we can do that with it's our money. It's plastic money now. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, That's I, also right. assume, I also assume the money's not going directly to them. <laughs> uh, probably no. I don't think. I don't think they just hand out bills at the door and say good luck. No, yeah. that's not really how the uh, the program works. It's a little more to it. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Here you go. Is, uh, thank you very much, sir. Excellent. Okay. Uh, great. Uh, welcome back to the second half of Comedy Album Book Club. Uh, no, you're right. No applause needed for the second half. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm See, now I can just cut out me saying. aggressive there. <laughs> yeah. Always. Welcome to comedy. Don't bother Yeah, you thanked us once. We're fine. <laughs> Come on, guys. Dan's Jewish. She needs a little bit more. That's right. You still like me, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's gorgeous. He's gorgeous. Isn't he beautiful, ladies and gentlemen? Such a punum. He's single, a ladies. Face, a face for podcast. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this has all been a lot of fun. <laughs> Welcome to part two. Uh, okay, so we uh, took a little break there. Uh, we've been rejuvenated. Some of us have put things in our lungs that we probably shouldn't. <laughs> oh, uh, judgy, judgy. <laughs> uh, and they've d- chosen to self-identify. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't about to point any fingers. Martha O'Neill. Okay. We're having some fun now. Okay, uh, we've got a few questions from the audience. Let's see, uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, any theories why this comedy has aged so well compared to comedy movies? That's interesting. Oh, that is a good question. Yeah, some of his, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe some of the newer Mel Brooks movies I'm not a huge fan of. Dracula Dead and Loving I thought was pretty terrible. Yeah, I have a yeah that's the of... irony with Mel Brooks. Like His movies have, haven't, have like aged well in reverse. Like the old ones yeah. are considered better than the new ones. That's right. Ones. He's got like a reverse fountain of youth. He's got a fountain <laughs> well, of death. I think it also, that had a lot to do with the, uh, <laughs> that had a lot to do with the, uh, uh, um, I'm not ignoring your joke. It was funny. Thank you. I, I, no, no. But I think that happened. <laughs> You're a scholar with a suede jacket on. You're not, you can't laugh at anything. Well, actually, <laughs> it's, uh, um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> yes! Yeah, I win. I mean, something... Should something I tell my it, joke again? Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll... No, I was, right. was going to say, I, I think that with, with Mel Brooks movies, it, it's not just Mel Brooks. It has to do mm, with the studios. Yeah. Like, right. the studios had a different uh, mentality uh, back in the 70s and early 80s. Yeah. Um, they trusted the auteur a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think a little bit more. And, and then they were like... Because I, I really see a change uh, at about Life Stinks... Uh, and and, that's, and that's uh, Robin Hood men in right? tights and things like that. But I even really saw that that started to happen with Spaceballs. Ooh. And uh, Spaceballs is is a fan favorite. I'm not actually a fan of it. Um, really, I prefer the earlier stuff. But I saw that that was the where he started to get a little more into the airplane humor. Right. You, you know what I mean? The the. Yep. Where it was like comb the desert, and you see someone combing with a big comb. <laughs> yeah, a lot like of that one-liner kind of type yeah. jokes as opposed to being part of right. Whereas you saw like like I think two of his greatest movies, uh, Blazing Saddles and uh, Young Frankenstein, were tributes to movies. Yes. Like yeah, they were tributes to movies that had happened before and genres that happened. And, uh, and they I mean, were they were just get away with. They were doing. also satires That's of those right. genres yeah. as a whole. And, and, and something else, I mean something those movies have in common too. I don't know if we can entirely chalk this up to this, but like Gene Wilder, I was just Madeline Kahn, like yeah. his, his the, the company actors, that he had in the early sure. days was like such a it was. Like the but best possible. Would those Harvey films Corman, I mean yeah. I think we all agreed that Young Frankenstein Blazing Saddles amazing films, but would our kids like those movies? I don't know. Like right. did your daughter <laughs> My really daughter laugh? my daughter actually laughed a lot uh, with Blazing Saddles. I mean she she understands. I mean the, we, the like, campfire scene I'm sure she where, <laughs> No, but she understands universal. like any time like uh, you know derogatory <laughs> words came yeah. up. Right. Um, we explained it to her ahead of time like this is actually this movie is actually kind of fighting against those things. And in fact yeah. uh, the the co-writer of this movie who wrote all those jokes mm-hmm. was Richard Pryor. Right, um, who was supposed to play the sheriff? 
Yeah, why is uh, it? Is, why is it he didn't? The was, studio was he was having some uh, some very public drug, uh, drug issues. And, it was around the fire when he set himself a fire. Uh, well, I think it was, but, but he had had a, yeah a number of those, yeah. and he uh, and the studio said no. Right, oh, and right. I'm I'm actually kind of glad they did because uh, I love Richard Pryor. He would have really pulled focus, but though, I th- and I think that. Uh, Cleveland Little was such because he, he's good. just a little bit more uptight. There's something well, about and him he, that and he looks it, like like the, the hero more than yeah, I suppose yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah. as Jason rightly pointed out, yeah, Richard Pryor would have pulled focus. He's he was too big yeah. of a star in some ways. Yeah, um, yeah. and it's an ensemble piece, really. Yeah, and I'm yeah. glad they gave that to Cleveland because that was really like his big role, and he yeah. he he didn't yeah. he didn't live. He died yeah. fairly young, That's right? True. So that was a really nice. And Richard Pryor did a lot of things, especially with sure. Gene Wilder. So yes, yes it would have yes. been nice to have seen them in something together. Uh, but no, I mean, you had a lot of fun things happening in that movie. So, but why did the... F- Wait, so the question was, why did this oh, right. not... The question. A- right. not- right. the question. <laughs> why, why this comedy, this Holds album, up. has aged so well compared to comedy movies? Com- like their comedy movies or comedy not movies Not necessarily. I think comedy because movies Because I think I would argue this album holds up as well as a number of their early films. Right, mm. yes. But in general, like, there's so many disposable comedy movies now. Like, when was the last sure. time... Uh, that you saw a film that that gets called back and and you quote and it's it's rare now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe that's just our generation too. I mean, we, I mean, we might have in in thirty years. Uh, okay, let's go twenty. Twenty years. Calm, calm down. <laughs> yeah. Sean. Oh. No, I'm I'm talking about myself. I mean, I I started watching comedy when I was quite young, and these things really impressed me. Um, and now I look at it and go, like, you know, like my kids when they're older, maybe they'll be quoting uh, bridesmaids. I don't know. I don't. Well, the thing about the, it's a different age, and there's so much material yeah. now yeah. that yeah. you can't you can't grab onto something it before comes the fast next and thing goes comes fast, along. Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's there for a weekend, and then okay, what's the next thing? Well, yeah, that's not the same. That's very much. You don't true, have yeah. time for that. Reverie. But I mean, the last film that I, th- I remember, like I, I, that's I'm trying to think of the most recent, like like. Uh, Princess Bride maybe is the most current film I mm. quote. I mean, mm. uh, uh, like Spinal Tap. Uh, you know, there's films that you quote and remember, yeah. and all the Monty Python films, of course. Yeah. And uh, Ghostbusters I would even say some me. of the early, uh, yeah, the early um, oh, the Farley Brothers, even some of the early movies, like Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. There's some stuff that I, I will, yeah. you know, when talking about the monkey or the, the Beatles so saying, saying, oh, they... there's a chance. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, you, yeah. but uh, I think this particular album. Uh, does so well because it, it, it it's the performances are strong enough to, and the material isn't isn't dirty. It's not. It's something that everyone can sort of and listen to. Most and it feels of it very isn't natural. dated. I think that's real key yeah. is to not date your material. They, they, a lot of these things are universal truths yeah. that still hold up today. Yeah. Well, and they're just so natural. Oh, sorry, yeah. Something yeah. interesting I noticed, and I don't know if it is a thing because I wasn't <laughs> alive in 1960, but I just noticed when they, like so some of the bits that would seem sort of dated in some ways like. May have been a, slightly ahead of their time, like I'm thinking yeah. like the like the coffee house culture and like the yeah and even like psychiatry I think is I mean I guess like yeah, psychiatry had been around for a while but I mean it isn't as obviously ubiquitous as it is now. Well, like, it's I interesting because sort of it's interesting because coffee house culture is come back has yeah. come back. I mean <laughs> yeah. with Starbucks and everything else, and you go in there and there are people on there you know writing their screenplays and it's, there, there yeah. is a, it's a different culture but it's, it's yeah, still it's exists. much more individual yeah. and uh, yeah. internal now. But it, it exists be, and it's still yeah. something you can go okay yeah no that's where the artists all go to hang out right yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other thing I think that is different from a lot of stuff we see today is the lack of irony. 
Um, it, it's not self-congratulatory. It's not. Uh, it's not like the attitude of well, this is stupid, so we're just doing it. Like yeah. it's very earnest and very sweet and very sincere. Yes, that's exactly. I think you're you hit the nail on the head because uh, we don't. None of us want to be. We all want to be cool. That that yeah. That, the culture of cool. And this uh, that time it was just be funny. Yeah, these like, guys aren't know. cool at all. There's just yeah. there's, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing cool on this album. Yeah, but yet that makes them super cool. Yeah, <laughs> but you yeah, yeah and you because you see that like you go it. back to like um, they were playing a, years ago. They were playing on, on one of the uh, the Comedy Network, I think. They were playing all the old Jack Benny oh, episodes. Oh, so good. And you really saw like okay, you so, you see. Uh, um, all these actors from Tom Poston and uh, mm-hmm. Tom and, Poston. yeah, well you see, but you, we know him from like well Mindy's dad on Mork and Mindy. Oh no, well yeah. he, no, he was he the guy was, who lived downstairs. Who, who guy wrote, oh, he lived downstairs. You're right. You're he, right. He wrote greeting cards. He was yeah. in Soap and he was in uh, well, he was on New Heart. New Heart. Right. Um, yeah. But to see him like young and doing yeah, the same way Mr. Furley, um, mm, right. Don oh, yeah, Knotts, yeah. Uh, yeah. and oh, seeing so these good. guys and basically just doing bits. Yeah, they go on and do a bit. Yeah. In character, yeah, it's like uh, you know our uh, Levi McDonald or, uh, or Mark McDougal. Little, our guys in Toronto doing uh, Conan or something. Yeah, you know? mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go out and do these little bits, and I think that yeah. that's we sort of go, we we look at that and go, this is not a big epic thing. It's just mm-hmm. coming on and doing like a little fi- five minutes of like lighthearted character yeah. work that I think will never go out of style. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But pe- but people don't pursue that the same way because they want to be cool. Yes, yes, but also it's it's it's, it's volume. I think volume is a big part of it too. Yeah, uh, it, with YouTube stars, oh god, and um, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter yeah. comedians. There's too and, much to weed through. Um, yeah, and so much so much gets uh, gets marketed towards uh, a young crowd. Yeah, mm. that, yes, uh, yeah, and every it's a race to be as hip as possible. Right, and and then everybody who's surrounded by this cool culture, they feel self conscious and they feel they have to put on a. That, uh, this facade of they don't care because yeah. if they yeah. care and they fail then they're not cool and they're stupid yeah. and yeah. yeah so trying is almost the antithesis of well, being right. funny but I think at the same time as that sometimes so yeah a lot of people have that affect, you know whatever that approach but then I think mm-hmm. there's also this pressure now to have like production values or to try and like oh yeah <laughs> yeah know, you can't like i mean something i really enjoyed listening to this album especially with the with the crowd was just yeah like how like they were just simple like it felt like they were just sort of hanging out and making themselves laugh and we yeah and it was live but there was probably us. no set or anything like that yeah no no, no. I mean, yeah. that's why that's why carl reiner would always set it up uh right now yeah. we're here in the yeah. middle of a coffee house <laughs> yeah, over and the corner over to this table yeah, yeah. we see and paintings so, all around yeah, yeah. every time we moved yeah. yeah and that's you know very common in uh, in live improv anyway where yeah. they they, they yeah. paint the scene we don't yeah. have sets and costumes and all these things yeah. and yeah. people people buy it they keep they put it in their mind and it works i think people just want to laugh and, and ultimately i don't i don't know what the answer is but uh, i think <laughs> we i think we nailed it yeah <laughs> all right uh, yes yes yeah. nice concise okay moving on do the next one in a second Uh, How much importance do you place on material versus performance for Brooks and Reiner? Hmm. I would say much more on uh, the performance. The performance is 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 king Mm -hmm. for for those two, for sure. You know, but we've already. This is what we're talking about. It's it's. You know, we don't really have to visualize like uh, on um, on Saturday Night Live we get a lot of that same idea of like people playing characters and doing s- sketches mm-hmm. and that's basically what they were but we don't need to see them yeah. right to, to I would agree 100% doing. performance in this case material was it was clearly improvised and and I loved the way they committed but the jokes were 
like they weren't they were like pops. You know, it wasn't yeah. like a consistent, and that was the fun. You didn't know what was going to be funny. Uh, right. But these two are just so charming, and they clearly yeah. love each other so much or like each other a lot. And, and they could stay yeah. true to the characters uh, in the unfunny moments, mm-hmm. which yeah. I think is yes. really neat. Yes. You know? So yep. you, you buy this whole world that they're setting up. But to that's me, true. also, you can't have one without the other with these well, that's guys. Fair. I mean, that's fair. their performance, yeah. if they were performing different material, it wouldn't work. Like, it's this perfect marriage yeah. of what they can do and what they can write. Well, yeah, they know yeah. what they're good their at. The material in both has ways. to be strong to do that. Yeah, I mean, they write for with, their yeah. performance and they perform what they write. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's just a. But the fact oh, that they don't even. Cohesive. You don't even get a, a feeling that, that they're writing anything. No, yeah, yeah would, right. Would, would lean a little more towards performance, but mm-hmm. it pulls in. The other, you know. Yeah. I mean, something that struck me, again, like not to <laughs> bring it back to Judaism. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, here I go again. <laughs> but because as I'm doing that, like I feel like so much when we're talking about like the performance and the material, yeah, they have to support each other. But like it was interesting listening to it. <laughs> I was saying to Jason, like I've had, listened to the album like I guess th- three times now in the last couple of days. So this time I was sort of just paying attention and trying to imagine like even if we couldn't hear the words, if we were just hearing the cadence of what they were saying right. and how they were saying it, like I feel that there still would have been like some pretty substantial laughs. Mm. Like I mean, one that strikes mm. me is like the. Just the rhythm of the uh, the forty two thousand kids, like like yeah. the, the wah, yeah. wah 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 Like even uh, yeah. if you just like yeah. <laughs> heard it like that, you would yeah. still get like you know right the yeah. And then the, the way he talks, the way and that they're interacting with each other. I kept uh, waiting for the roles to reverse. I just mm. assumed <laughs> that. Reiner would do something oh, wacky, yeah. and 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 uh, you know. Um, yeah, no, I I, I agree with be you because he is very funny. In fact, uh, Dan and I were talking about this outside. Um, that Carl Reiner is also, if you listen to him now, I mean, he's ninety five years old. He he does sound more like <laughs> Mel Brooks. Mel yeah. Brooks. Yeah. yeah. Follow yeah. him on Twitter. He is so funny. Yeah. So oh, funny. Carl Reiner. Yeah. Oh. He's so yeah. Good. So funny, and a great character actor too. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's gone on to do all kinds of stuff. Well, and his I mean, son, he, of course, his yeah. son. He's got like that legacy, yeah. the family. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's directed some very funny movies, like the, all the yeah. the jerk and yeah, all yeah. the Steve Martin, or so many of the Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the well, the eighties yeah. ones, like the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the ones. Yeah, Don't Men Don't Wear Plaid. Uh, I believe yeah. he directed, yeah. and uh, I think The Man with Two Brains. Yeah, and Summer School. <laughs> Did he dir- what? Did he direct Summer School? Yes, yes, he directed Summer School. Mark Harmon. One. He did another Summer. Oh yeah, I can't. I can't even remember the Summer. Summer Bikini Girls. Summer Bikini. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah. you can't have all gold, right? <laughs> no, no. Some well, but he has, you know, if you look at Mel Brooks movies, he has just as many hits as misses. Yeah, as yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, when yeah. these guys hit, they really hit. But when they yeah. miss, but then, uh, like all of us. But yeah, but like Carl, Reiner, yeah, like like we were saying, like Carl Reiner is almost affecting like his like <laughs> gentile, for lack of a better word, like yeah, like Summer Rental. Like, that was the other rental. one. Oh, yes. Yes. John Candy. Yes, John Candy. That's yeah. a fun movie. Yeah, that yeah. Underrated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, speaking yeah. of yeah, being at the top of their game, and when they hit, they hit. Uh, Mel Brooks is one of only twelve people in the EGOT uh, club. Yes. The oh, is he in the EGOT? Yeah, he, EGOT. he won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. The producers uh, is a musical, definitely. Oh, okay, Helped okay. Them up for a few yeah, of those, I think. but yeah. he's always. I mean, if you look at uh, History of the World, the musical mm, yeah. numbers in that are really fun. Oh yeah, they're fantastic. Like, like production. Uh, uh, Madeline Kahn. Going through and no, <laughs> yes, 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 and, and basically going through the, the soldiers. Anatomy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. uh, or even in Blazing Saddles with the whole, well, again with Madeline Kahn, the little yeah, one yeah. stuck. Oh, and the, and the Busby Berkeley type. Number yeah, the big yeah. Busby <laughs> Berkeley kind of stuff uh, is, yeah. is, is yeah. you know, it's super fun. 
So yeah. fun. With Dom DeLuise, uh, throw out your hands. Throw out your touch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not in the face. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, considering this is one of the earliest comedy albums, how do you feel this influenced those who followed? Ooh. Mm. That's a tough one. Well, I mean, you know what? It's it's interesting because it's a comedy album of a different ilk. It I is, mean, yeah. Uh, I was here for the lot for the Bob Newhart one, which right. was actually interesting because it wasn't unlike this, except Bob Newhart mm-hmm. interviewed himself. It's a one <laughs> man show, I mean? yeah. No, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like it was yeah. a lot of he had he relied on the back and forth of his characters. Well, uh, even with him, though, you would he- sometimes be there'd be silence. Like he didn't play the other character. He was yeah, talking he like to. on the end of the phone you only or heard what have one you. End. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but. Uh, it's not a stand-up album, clearly, and and mm-hmm. comedy albums. I mean, I didn't hear the the um, Elaine May, um, Mike Nichols. Yeah, uh, Mike that Nichols was more one. of a sketch album as well. It's more, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I don't know how to affect it. I mean, there aren't that many sketch albums mm-hmm. or improv albums anymore of any uh, knownness. I guess uh, they're all stand-up. Well, you yeah. know, I, I I didn't see it until uh, because I'm not a huge fan of Adam, um, Adam Sandler. But they, my kids are watching the uh, Transylvania movies, right? The right. Transyl- Hotel yeah, Transylvania. Transylvania. And the second one, Mel Brooks does the voice of the mm. grandfather. Right. Who is, you know, the father of uh, Sandler's vampire. And I was thinking, oh, my God. I, I, you know, I'm, I don't think that Sandler did well with it. But, he, but yeah, <laughs> that's just an opinion. But I, but I do see that there was, there was, there was sort of a... Um, Side, uh, I, what I, I think that Mel Brooks sort of gave a lot of young Jewish comics uh, in a different era, oh. sort of hope hope that they could <laughs> they could play that character, they could come out yeah. and and be, you know this, th- you know with all the the. The, the, the Go voice, ahead, the say it. <laughs> no, with all the, with the accent and the, the, the whole isms, the isms, yeah. the isms, yeah. and, they, isms, could, and yeah. they could they could you know so I there's even an influence there I think of uh, if not, you know taken the right way it's still yeah. I can see the influence uh, yeah, I, and I definitely think that like <laughs> it's funny like I talked about it before I mean the way I think I framed it earlier was yeah the idea that they took the stuff that they were doing in like the back rooms and parties and like brought it yeah. to a mass audience but it mm-hmm. is funny to think of like yeah like again like the early Jewish comics like they were working you know in the Catskill like they were working for mostly Jewish yeah. audiences and then they were sort of so it was like playing to their own people right and then doing stuff yeah. and then playing their own people Jews and then their own people comics Right, and then with this album, and like you know, and all the things that followed, and your show of shows, it's like, oh no, this will be funny for everybody. Yeah. So I think well, there is yeah. some of that. Yeah. Like, and at that time, things could just explode a little bit more easily because yeah. th- there wasn't, there weren't constantly things exploding all around you. Yeah. <laughs> so if something was good, it got around quickly. There was just that one thing that was happening right now that people would talk about for a few weeks, and then it would get audiences, and then. You know, then you get a TV show or yeah. something like. There was a kind of a. It was more of a direct trajectory. Well, that, in, I mean, it 19, still wasn't guaranteed. In 1960, their television was just like in infancy, hardly an infancy. Sure, yeah. That's the word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, and and, and uh, Nichols and May and Bob Newhart. That all happened before TV was really a thing. Mm-hmm. And as soon as TV became a thing, I think that's where all of this kind of comedy moved to. Right. And uh, stand-up comedy albums, because stand-up is just joke telling in the sense that that can be audio or visual. Like it's actually <laughs> some cases <laughs> visual is not important. Um, but so maybe that's, I don't know when the transition happened, 1970s somewhere, but uh, I don't know when the last great improv or sketch album happened, but mm. I think it came down to the birth of television really. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, yeah, when once once there was a picture, people looked at it. <laughs> and once there, and, <laughs> yep. And once there was, but once about it. But with Mel Brooks, once there was a a picture, he put together his company. Yeah. And and right. you know Madeline Kahn and and uh, Harvey Corman and yeah they hit the and ground there running. was a, a bunch of them uh, and they were they did all the movies mm-hmm. uh, and then they influenced other people as well so yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 kind of spread reaching. out yeah. yeah and likewise Carl Reiner like, and yeah, Carl Reiner yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. and Carl Reiner you know mm-hmm. again you know his son also did a lot of, uh, it yeah. really reached yeah. a lot a huge audience with uh, Princess Bride and, uh, and Spinal Tap yeah. Spinal yeah. Tap yeah. All, all in the family as yeah. well and yeah. all in the family you know, yeah. Meathead Meathead, Meathead. Yeah. Yeah. and come to think of it yeah I mean that hadn't occurred to me until this moment but yeah I mean he also did a lot to bring basically improvised comedy to yeah. an audience like yeah. 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 that's very true yeah yeah. 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 Spinal like Tap was quite groundbreaking oh yeah. Spinal yeah. Tap yeah. yeah I put yeah. my hand in my heart because oh Spinal Tap for the people at home and wasn't wasn't Harry Met Sally his isn't that right yeah that was a pretty groundbreaking romantic comedy I'd say as well oh he became the romantic comedy king didn't he in Seattle Seattle he was doing really well up till North North was that went, mm. went south. I don't even know North. I don't <laughs> yeah, even know North. I just, I didn't, you inquire me on you that. Did I just came up with it. I just came up with it. Yeah, I don't even yeah, I'm sure not a lot of people even remember that movie. No. There are a lot of people in got that a, movie. Got, I haven't even seen it, but I got yeah, a lot of bad <laughs> press. Yeah. Elijah Wood, Bruce Willis, uh, yeah, Jason Alexander. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's a shame. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> uh, you mentioned how these two are best friends and work with each other so well, and you can tell they truly enjoy each other. Do they have modern equivalents? Two performers who are clearly best friends and are great at performing together. Key and Peel. Yeah. Key and Peel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's an excellent of... example. <laughs> yeah. Well Matt, done. Matt just looked at me like, <laughs> well, plug, uh, plug. Yeah. plug. Yes. Read along yes. I, I believe there is. Plug, plug, plug. Not, not comedy and maybe not uh, uh, culturally appropriate right now, but uh, Matt Damon and ba- Ben Affleck. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I am Matt from. They won Oscar. Uh, but yeah, but they were childhood friends and uh, yeah. they're not comedy, but they, they're kind of that. Sometimes it's rare that a really strong mm. friendship turns into a great performance. Well, for, yeah. Yeah, and, and also in Britain, it happened a lot. Like uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie. Oh, oh sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dudley Moore and Peter Cook. Yeah. Who yeah. are amazing together. Well, there's also and the uh, Franco and his uh, cadre of goofballs. Oh, well. yeah. 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 But I think that it all boils down to. Sean Browning and Matthew Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Reed. Oh, yes. wow. The epitome. The <laughs> pinnacle. Best friends that perform so well together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder I wonder were Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner friends before they started becoming comedy partners or I think they I I do like I was reading about this and I think they did, yeah. I think they knew so each other. They were friends before, before, yeah. And then they started. Uh, because they each had a career before. Like they that they uh Carl Reiner was doing a lot of stand up at the before they okay. did this, so yeah. Um, like they came to your show of shows independently, didn't? Or yeah, I think so. Mid fifties. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, like I think that was like they didn't come as a comedy duo. They just happened. Yeah. To yeah. And they were there. super young. At but it's time. amazing yeah. how when you find somebody to, to perform with and you you just do you have that right? It's like yeah. And writing becomes so easy because you're just trying to make the other guy laugh. It's very rare. <laughs> yeah. It's very rare. Yeah. And then you go, other people Spade, are going to laugh. Maybe we had laugh. some of that. David Spade and Chris Farley. Yeah. They did yeah, a, yeah, a few yeah. movies together. Yeah. Uh, um, French and Saunders in England. Back to England. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And even uh, in, in Melbourne's movies alone, uh, um, Richard Pryor and uh, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Yeah. 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 They did like what four movies together? Or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Silver. And they were very good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Ackroyd and Belushi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but these days, interesting modern, question. You got to think of the ponder yeah. the. Uh, yeah, we're going well, it's, it the is hard because you, even if you 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 are. I think Key and Peele is a good example yeah, because the most modern, example, popular yeah. it's it's they're kind of getting through it a little bit more than others. You can have like a yeah. you can have the greatest chemistry and but now studios are so much like cutting things off that yeah. it's like mm, yeah. well yeah you know this would be really good but could we get that guy you know yeah. your best friend yeah. Mitchell Played and Webb though in uh, in Britain so they though. they started out with I think the Mitchell and Webb Sound which is like a radio uh, comedy show then they did the Mitchell and Webb Look. And then they did another TV show. I can't remember the name of it. Peep Show. Peep Show, yeah. And then there might be something even newer than that. Uh, yeah, so these two guys, you know, the BBC keeps throwing money at them to Yeah. <laughs> well, to and, uh, and Matt Lucas, speak, uh, Little Britain, uh, Matt Lucas and Dave oh, Williams, yeah, yeah, uh, another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, South Park guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trey And the... Uh, Matt Barry of uh, Toast, <laughs> yeah, Toast, Toast, Toast of, of London, London yeah. uh, and I can't think of the name of the writer that he writes it with, but they're, they they have a long history of doing what stuff. Is, let's just, this is just list time now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So look all those guys up. <laughs> so those are the twelve to fifteen modern pairs. Yeah, yeah. and read along Browning. Did I, did I put that <laughs> in there already? I guess yeah. it'll be. It'll, it remains to be seen if they'll be friends in eighty years. But yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny anyway. Yeah, we don't need to dwell on too much. But it was funny when we were doing the list, and it's like a lot of those American pairings. It's like oh. Some of those, like, there were a fair number of overdoses in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way to bring it down, Dan. Yeah. Well, it just, it's, oh, it's funny because, again, like, looking at this, I mean, coming back to, like, uh, Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner, like, where it's like, it is such a, an, like, a relationship, at least in this album, where, like, one was, like, giving all the focus to the other, which I guess yeah. often that relationship Straight in comedy man. people yeah. can be pretty, maybe happens in more self destructive well, people who are self destructive and need propping up, like the way I think Ackroyd did with Belushi. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. And Spade it happened a lot, well, right back going to, like, Laurel and Hardy and, uh, oh, yeah. And <laughs> well, the best Stella, stuff was, has, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, two polar opposites, yeah. right? That's yeah. well, what's Straight Man to and, watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. All right, well, <laughs> there we go. We've solved all the comedy problems. We've <laughs> answered all the questions. So uh, thanks again to my guest, Dan Hirschfield. You can find on Twitter at danhirschfield.com. Uh, no C. Yeah, S-E-R. Sorry. <laughs> I just spelled it completely wrong. Uh, D-A-N-H-E-R-S-H-F-I-E-L-D, uh, where you can find jokes and whatnot. Oh, there was a great joke you, you said today. Uh, about <laughs> why did Adele cross the road? I'll let you do the punchline. Oh, let me see if I can remember it. Uh, why did Adele cross the road? Oh, to sing hello from the other side. <laughs> How good is that? That's a great right joke. There. Good night. Uh, and thanks to Martha O'Neill. You can find her on Twitter at uh, Martha underscore O'Neill. No apostrophe. They don't allow that. And then two L's. Two L's. Yeah. Martha underscore O-N-E-I-L-L. And you can find my friend Sean Browning at S-E-A-N, like Sean Connery, Sean underscore Browning. And the website is? Uh, well, it will be. Uh, it's, <laughs> we're just working on it right now. It, it's coming up. It's just www.readalongwithbrowning.com. R-E-I-D. Yes. A. L O N G W I T H B R O. What, that URL wasn't taken? I'm sure. Brown with an I N G, yes. So thanks to all my guests. And remember, you can find us, Comedy Album Book Club, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or your favorite podcast application. So please subscribe, rate, and review. 
And uh, you can also find us on our website at ComedyAlbumBookClub.com, on Twitter at CABC Podcast, and on Facebook. If you follow along, you can ask questions for future podcasts and suggest albums and guests. So please do that. We record the show live after listening to the album the first Thursday of every month here at the Social Capital Theater. And our proceeds always go to uh, the Toronto Covenant House, Canada's largest homeless youth agency. Next month, we will be back here on March 1st when we'll find out why my guest, writer and comedian Ian McIntyre, chose the album Werewolves and Lollipops by Patton Oswald. Until then, I'm your host, Jason DeLine. Thank you for listening and or attending Comedy Album Book Club. Thank you.